Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing our own personal stories with you. And thankfully, my good buddy, Adam Bennett, was with us during this conversation. And as you will hear, he is probably the funniest person I know. You guys, wait until you hear the latest Amazon review that Kevin shared about our book. I could not stop <laughs> laughing once Kevin read it to me. And Adam, of course, made us both laugh multiple times during this conversation, including his story about how his dad still to this day will embarrass him and his mom in public, which I now do to our own kids. Yes, you do. Friends, we cannot wait for you to hear our own personal stories in this very fun conversation with Adam Bennett. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Welcome to episode 110, Steph. We haven't done this in a while. We were just talking about that earlier. I'm like, it feels like forever where it's just been us. It has been a while since episode 100. Mm -hmm. That was the last time it was just us. Thankfully, we are not having this conversation by ourselves. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thanks to our good friend, Mr. Adam Bennett. He's here, guys. Thank you much. Yep, let myself in. (laughs) Saw something going on. Great to be here. So, as you can probably hear. My voice, I'm playing hurt. You know, I've heard something's been going around. But, Steph, the show the must show go must on. The show must go on. Yep. So, for the past week... I've carried us. You have. I haven't really had much of a voice. No. And, what, two days ago, I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you better not talk. I'm like, we have to oh. record an episode with Adam. I've been Do whispering. not talk. I'm drinking some type of magical tea here <laughs> for my throat. I want to see a vaccine card before I go further. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a chain smoker. I know that. This is the best my voice has sounded in a week. Yep. And I've been holding on to something here that I wanted to share with you on this podcast. Okay. All right. So Adam, we've been very blessed, very fortunate for the last, we'll say two months, where the podcast and our radio show is definitely getting bigger. This show is now nationally syndicated, mm-hmm. which is amazing, right? And so we've, we've had some press and everything. So our name is, is getting out there, which is great. Well, with that comes people reviewing your stuff. So we have a new review on Amazon. So on the book? On the book. On the book. Okay. I don't know who this is. It is a verified purchase. This individual, I will say, is a male. Okay. And put his name to it. I'm not going to mention his name. But this is a five-star review that I thought might entertain you. Oh, my gosh. My heart's pounding. Okay. Should my heart be pounding right now? Yes. Five-star review. Titled, A Great Read. Oh, Although I found Kevin to be a bit weird. (laughs) That was her review of your first date, right? (laughs) I like him already. (laughs) I wish I was making this up. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I'm nervous what it'll say about me. Although I found Kevin to be a bit weird, their story is nothing short of a series of miracles. I recommend this book. It is funny, sad, encouraging, and spiritual. End quote. <laughs> Verified purchaser, folks. <laughs> Another satisfied customer. <laughs> right. 
That's right. <laughs> but I was reading this. I'm like, I've been called a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I can't remember someone actually calling me weird. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can't remember anybody saying I was weird. But two, I was like, that's his five-star review. Yeah. What does a two-star review look like <laughs> if he's calling me out on a five-star review? I'd love to just talk to him like, why do you think he's weird? In this book... How did you know he's weird? How did you come what to the you conclusion? Off? Are you seeing what I'm saying here? <laughs> <laughs> so, we are very blessed. We've got like 56 five-star reviews, and that's the most recent one. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> I busted out laughing when I saw that, the first <laughs> sentence, because that was not what I was expecting at all. For sure. Steph, let's talk about some of our recent events. Okay. I want you to tell the story of us going to the petting zoo. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. This, I think, is the first time that I officially embarrassed my daughters. They're reaching that age. Yeah. Oh, it was great. So, okay. Steph, please So, Adam, this. you remember episode 95 that you guys were talking how much like Kevin does not like animals, Correct. right? Yes. So he wanted to do something special with the kids. He found this animal farm that took like abused animals, neglected animals, but it was like horses and cows and pigs and chickens. And but you could like go and pet them. <laughs> all true. of this. They were abused. It sounds sad as you're pitching it. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And it's up in Marysville, and it took us like an hour to get there. Yeah, I didn't right? think it'd be that far. Yeah. So we're going, we get there early, we have to wait, and we're with a big old group of people, and we all start walking in together, and we're starting to look at animals, and you can pet them, and all of a sudden, Kevin, using his loud voice, goes, oh, look at the owl, and I look, I'm like, you're joking, right? Please tell me you're kidding. Please tell me you're kidding. He's like, no, kids, look at the owl, look at the owl, and he's so excited, I'm like, that's not a real owl. <laughs> it's a keep away. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. I'm like, owl's not moving. <laughs> Wait a second. It's not it moving. It's supposed to keep people moving. like you away, but it's failed. <laughs> so people start like looking at him, and the girls even knew it wasn't real, and they like put their head down. And I'm like, uh-huh. so I grab both girls, and we just like leave Kevin and Kate. We're like, no, we're done. I'm like, Kevin. Let's go in there, Ranger Rick. <laughs> And then when we're walking, and he's like, Mama, was Daddy serious? I'm like, yes, baby, Daddy was serious. He's like, he couldn't tell? I'm like, nope. I'm like, we both know. It's like at the zoo. You tell me, hey, before you blurt out an animal, uh, why don't you run it past me first? Read the little card. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You've shushed me multiple times. So many times. Whether it's the petting zoo, the zoo, doesn't matter. You've shushed me so many times. Like, we'll go in the zoo. And he's like, guys, look at the reindeer. And I'm like, that's a moose. <laughs> so it's close. It's and, super close. And, and again, people are walking oh by gosh. us, and they just like look behind. I'm like, yep, yep. So embarrassing. That's my husband, animal lover. Right. But then on the way home, because the kids were so good, I'm like, listen, let's splurge. I'm gonna take you to McDonald's, and we're gonna get you some McDonald's French fries. <laughs> They're the best French fries out there from a fast food perspective. So the kids are like, yeah, we get some fries just as a snack, right, on the way home. So we, <laughs> we go through the drive-thru, and I pull up to that first window, and it is, how young is this kid? 16? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 15? High school. Yep. 15 or 16. And he's got a high voice, and he's got long, long dreadlocks, long yep. hair, and give him... <laughs> 
Give him the credit card. He, uh, he takes it. I'm like, excuse me. I go, excuse me, miss. Is it too late to change the order? And she's like, I'm a boy. <laughs> oh. And I heard gasps mm. in the van. Mm-mm-mm. Gasps. I look in the mirror and Emmy has her hand over her face. Mm-hmm. Our 10-year-old. Our six-year-old is in her car seat and she is mouth open. I look at Steph like... I might have been all the way... I think I crotched down. You know how you start sliding in your chair? I kept sliding and then turning away from the driver's seat. I was so embarrassed. But it was just like, Pinocchio, I'm a boy. Mm -hmm. And he came back with the card and I'm like, listen, I am so sorry. And he's like, (laughs) it happens multiple times. I understand. Like... Oh my gosh. But the kids will not let me live that down. As soon as we're leaving, our six-year-old's like, Daddy, I'm a boy. It just kept (laughs) saying it the entire way home. And they thought that was the... I mean, one, they were so embarrassed. But afterwards, they thought it was the funniest thing that I messed up on this poor kid. Uh, Where I live, the McDonald's has a sign up now saying hiring 14-year-olds. So the person might have been 14. Oh... He was young. Mm-hmm. They wanted that bad. They put a sign and said, now hiring 14-year-olds. Wow. He was young and definitely had a high voice. But so gracious. Oh, yeah. He, he was he took so it well. gracious. Oh, yeah. After befouling your shamrock <laughs> shake, he was probably nothing but a gentleman. <laughs> My dad made that mistake so many times and I mean recently in his 60s when he was out with you know say me and you know my mom mm-hmm. that we actually told him do not use ma'am or sir anymore <laughs> just omit the word he, he, he did it multiple times and my mom got my mom got angry because it just kept going excuse me miss excuse me don't gender strangers anymore in any capacity. He did it twice when I was around him, and it was. It was really embarrassing. Is he the reason why we now have gender neutral? They're designed for him. For him, yeah. specifically. But, well, mm, yeah, he, so he did it enough that we just said, don't, oh, don't do it anymore. It's your not, mom's like, it's not working for you. Are you doing this on purpose? Yeah. Like it was that bad? He, he, would, do, he would do it a lot. I remember he did it once at Kosai, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Just, <laughs> Okay, just because a woman doesn't look like Farrah Fawcett circa 1979 doesn't mean it's a dude. It was just, he was doing, he was swinging and missing badly. But oh yeah, my mom's like, just don't. Stop it. They're strangers. You don't have to just say, instead of, what's the soup of the day, miss? Just say, right. what's the soup of the day? And look them in the eye. You get to the same place without the horrifying embarrassment. So, Steph, we just moved into a new home. You know who's good at homes? I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby. Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio. And everyone is absolutely amazing. I want every one of them. <laughs> I want that one or that one. Oh, maybe that one. The Gorgeous. only problem about lubycompanies.com, it's hard to spell. Uh, there's no way I could spell their last name unless you would have told me. I guarantee they get asked every day, how do you spell that? So friends, it's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Go to that website. Phenomenal pictures of what they do. From new construction to like new renovations, the Luby companies are here to partner with you. They are also a proud sponsor of Tell Us a Good Story. Let's talk about some of our recent guests. Okay. All right. And people like to hear some of the behind the scenes stuff 
of recent guests. So let's go back to episode 106. Dave Stevens. With Dave Stevens, who was the first legless athlete in NCAA history. Incredible. He was amazing. Incredible. Stud athlete. Amazing. So in the state of Arizona, he was a two-time state wrestling champion. Mm What did he say? He was like 98 pounds, Mm -hmm. but he's all over body, right? So he's really size of 140 pound kid but he's like i i knew how to handle you leggies is what he called us oh that's hurtful <laughs> he called us you leggies and he ended up two-time state champion and then in baseball he set the arizona state walks record because oh, okay. he's got oh, such sure. a okay. small strike zone mm-hmm. pitchers are like one hopping it um having a hard time getting across the plate right because he's, he's so small and this guy runs on his hands. Okay. Okay. So he's got two little feet, I mm-hmm. think. And so his upper body has got to be incredibly strong. In the senior year, he actually hit over 300. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they, they would put him in right field. Mm-hmm. And so I saw some video clips, and I, I'm shocked how quick he was. And he'd have to anticipate where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. But he would get up on one, one hand and then put his glove up in the air with his other hand. And so he was able to get some ground. But he told his story. That I thought was really funny. He didn't say it funny, but it hit me funny. He said later on, after high school, his coaches came to him and told him about the drama that they experienced when he was in high school dealing with other parents. Yeah, I can see that. People saying it's not fair yes. with the strike zone and the... Yes, uh, all of that. Uh, so he said, growing up, it wasn't that big of a deal. Sure. It was, oh, yeah, let's let the, the legless kid play. That's awesome. But he said once he got to high school mm-hmm. and he's starting over your kid... Mm-hmm. there was drama. Parents would come to like the high school baseball coach and we'd be like, how is that kid better than my kid? And the coach would be like, oh, you mean that guy uh, who's running the first base on his hands? Yeah, yeah he's still better than your kid. <laughs> <laughs> the question relates more to your kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I was asking the same thing. <laughs> parents would be so upset. Like, how is that legless kid better than my four-limbed kid? And he said it was just... <laughs> Like, after the fact, he told them, the coaches would tell him, hey, here's what we had to deal with. Like, all these parents upset, like, you were starting over their kid. It's nice they shielded him from the, yeah. you know, you don't want to let the kid in on that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Very true. It's nice he didn't know. Right. God bless his coaches for shielding him from that sure. and not telling him in, in the heat of the moment. But that was really funny because I'm thinking, like, yeah, I could totally see parents. Of all the battles to pick. Right. It's one guy out of nine hitting. You know what, though? His attitude was so good. He, I mean, talk about perseverance. The challenges. Challenge, but you know what? He persevered, and he was probably a better athlete because of it, because it pushed him that much more, yeah. and he took it as a challenge to become better. Well, and he said playing sports made him feel normal. Part of a mm-hmm. team, that was one piece where he kind of felt normal mm-hmm. when he was playing sports. And I just can't imagine the drama that would take place when he was mm-hmm. in high school. There have been other legless wrestlers. Yes. I've seen. There's one in the state of Ohio that okay, we heard that, about. Yeah. And, and the same the same idea where the, the, the shoulder yoke area is that of a 175 yes. pound mm-hmm. individual, but they're wrestling 135 and it doesn't seem to be any real disadvantage for them. Right. So the next episode, episode 107 with Tom Ziegler. Yes. Who is the son of Zig Ziglar, who's one of the most famous motivational speakers in the world, right? Mm-hmm. My dad had his books. He's not the only one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's like, <laughs> my dad owned a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's great. Yeah, that's true. Everybody else. 
But my dad was a target market. He was a, you know, that's true. Born, he's a baby boomer. He was a CPA. Yep. He was a professional. Ate that stuff yeah. up. Oh, 100%. So Zig apparently impacted what they calculate 250 million people during his career with his books, his recorded speeches. Mm-hmm. And they said over, was it a decade? The average audience that he spoke to was 12,000 people. Wow. Per speech that he gave over like a decade. Yeah. I mean, the guy was an absolute rock star yeah. in the corporate world. So Tom, of course, has taken over the company. We had never talked to him before. He's a friend of a prior guest, mm-hmm. Bob Boudin, which referred us to him. So he gets on the call. And of course, he doesn't know Steph and I from anybody. No. So my wife, of I'm course. so excited. <laughs> always, I was so excited. Always. <laughs> Making sudden movements. You scare them off. Exactly. <laughs> so he gets on the call and he asks Steph, how many cups of coffee have you had today? <laughs> I'm like, Tom, listen, this is her at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. every morning. She has it cranked up to 11. No PED use here. I know. Nope. All natural. That made me laugh so much when he saw Steph. I was like, oh my gosh, how many cups of coffee have you had? I'm like, no. This is caffeine-free stuff. I can't imagine you on caffeine. Well, you got back at him with that question about what was your dad like when he coached your teams? Yeah, And then he was like, he traveled too much. Right. <laughs> I just pictured a single tear going down his cheek <laughs> on, the other, on the other end when you asked that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, you know, he should have lied to you. You know what? Right? He's just like, oh, it's great. Everyone hit 500. Uh-huh. We were so motivated by the end of the season. I mean, he's a motivational speaker. Right? Lying's part of it. <laughs> You can do anything. You're talented. Right. I'll be honest. Did you expect him to say that? Give that answer? No. That my dad, I didn't either. I really thought his dad coached his team. I care. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, this is going to be the most amazing T-ball team ever. Mm-hmm. Zig Ziglar coaching these kids. And again, they may not be good, but gosh, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to give their all. They're going to be sprinting from the bench out to their positions. But I was shocked because Zig was already that big when Tom was young. Like, I just didn't expect. I thought it happened later. I don't know if he was big. But he was a speaker. That's he, fair. And probably maybe he wasn't big, so he had to speak a lot to bring the money in. You know what shocked me out of that whole conversation? What Zig's real name was. Oh. What if anybody I would guessed? guessed. I forgot it. Hillary Hinton. <laughs> What's his name? Wait, did that, that was a behind the scenes? Or, no. No, he actually mentioned that. Yeah. It was oh, at the very the end that. of the conversation. Oh, okay. You already shut us off. Yeah, you already turned us off. Oh. <laughs> out. Like, I'm done with this. My time in the bathroom is usually <laughs> limited to- he didn't get to the end of that conversation. <laughs> didn't make it that far. <laughs> yeah, so all of his uncles were named starting with H. H. And then he was the... Well, how many kids was there? 11? 10, 12? No, I thought 11 or 13 or something like that. It okay, was something we're just, like that. We're just making up We're making now. up I think it was 18. 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were five of them. <laughs> they went to the talent show. <laughs> they, <laughs> Tito, Jermaine. Uh-huh. And he got Hillary. Mm-hmm. And then wow. his nickname was Zig. And he's like, I'm keeping this. And so was Zig, Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy. I, I, I yeah. Take, yeah, there's not a lot of names I wouldn't take over. Right. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I would get rid of that. The naming's a... Uh, how many kids do they have to name? 50. Jeez. <laughs> no, it was it was I, double figures. It was double figures, though. You know, most families only have two or three good names, and then they run out. Well, think about an oh, H. True. There's not that many good H's out Mm-mm. there, Mm-mm. right? And it's the same gender, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. So all men, like, think it's of H's boys. for men. Yeah. You got to name it 10 boys with Huey, the letter H. Hutton. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, it was... Horace. Horace was one. Hillary. Yep. <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> not even trying at that point. No. Helga. Hey, doesn't that feel like 
You get to the end, and it's uh-huh. like that magic eight ball. You like uh-huh. shake, like, yeah, uh-huh. okay, we're going to Hillary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know if you're not the firstborn that you don't have your parents' favorite name. It kind of dawns on you at some point. Like, wait That's a true. minute. I, I wasn't the first choice that. of name. I never thought about that either. Uh-huh. Well, assuming you have a same gender sibling, you can sort of. Right. But that's a good point. That is a good that's point. That's a very good point. So how do you, so you, how do you spell Emmy? E-M-M-E. Okay. I've seen it E-M-M-Y. I didn't know. And the and L is? E-L-L-E. So those are yeah. called palindrome. palindrome. Oh, palindrome. my uh, gosh. Don't uh, even get started on the whole where? palindrome Did thing. you run out of palindromes yes. with Tate? Yes. Well. Or did he think Tate was T-A-T and it was a palindrome? <laughs> I never thought about that. At Kevin's That's advanced true. age, you can't expect him to be razor sharp with that last kid and the naming and all that. He's like the E silent anyway, uh-huh. so we don't even need I, I assume that you wanted it to be that way. And then as Steph is adding that E to the birth certificate, you're just going, oh, I forgot about the E. The system is blown. Oh, man. We had a pattern going. Well, we Could we switch it to Bob? Or So if it was a girl... Mm-hmm. We're going to continue the palindrome theme. We're going to do Ava. A V A. But then mm-hmm. when we found out it was a boy, you're right. There is minimal there, palindromes. I mean, there are some. Otto and Bob. Allah. We could do Allah. Your Mindy had a good one. Your sister Bob. Mindy had it. No. That is one. Well, it is, but she had a really good one. And I was like, oh, I actually like this name. Race car? No, it was not race car. <laughs> that, was, that was on the list. It's it a was short on list. the race. It was on the very short. There's not nearly as many palindromes with boy names as there are girl names. Mm. So we decided to stop that theme and went with But Tate. apparently we didn't. Apparently, Adam did find I our I didn't even think about that, Adam. Where were you three years ago? Mm-hmm. Put that little symbol, yes, the long vowel it. over it. It's mm-hmm. long. It's, it's the long Tate. A. Uh-huh. It's Tate. It's shorter. It's, you know. How hard is it to change a birth certificate? We figured it out. I've done it. I'm not talking white out. Not kidding, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> Friends, we just want to take a moment here to say thank you to all you loyal listeners. Ah, you guys, we just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 1.5% of all podcasts worldwide. And that is because of you guys sharing with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on all the podcast platforms. And if your friends ask, just tell them they can get our entire catalog of episodes at kevinandsteph.com or wherever they like to get their podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So the next one, Steph, episode 108, Dr. Harry Croft. Dr. Croft. Was he not the sweetest man? Adam, this man is 78 years old. He has treated over 7,000 veterans with PTSD. And he has a great sense of humor. So the first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to see if he had any tricks that he could give me in regards to like Jedi mind tricks for stuff that would make her think (laughs) I'm funny. It didn't work. And he's, he was at a loss. He, was, he had nothing. Because he was hearing your jokes. And he, he actually felt sorry for me. He did. You're like, you were hoping for one way and it went the polar opposite <laughs> what you were, your goal was in the conversation. He just lays it out. Better material. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> so I found out one. Psychiatrists do not like hearing psychiatry jokes. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> did you, did you hear it? I absolutely like that No. One. Oh, that was no. good. Oh, that was good. Hey, so, so <laughs> I'm telling my son that when we get home. No. I, I, was, I'm, I, am, I am not 
kidding. I thought that was actually a good joke. All right, listeners, (laughs) let me give you this joke. I am cringing right now. That was aces. So the first joke that I told the psychiatrist was, there's this big city. Picture it, New York City. All right, a guy gets beat up, robbed by these burglars, and he's laying in the street, just beaten up, bruised, he's bleeding. Well, a psychiatrist is walking by and sees this man laying on the street. He immediately runs over, looks at the guy, holding him in his arms, and he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, whoever did this to you really needs my help. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was good. (laughs) See stuff? I thought it was solid. All right, listeners, if you could see this table right now, Adam and Kevin are busting out laughing. I'm looking at both of them. Like, seriously, guys, that was the funny joke. That was a funny joke. That was one. I had, I had four lined up to go. I ended up getting two of them out. Then in our fun facts, I threw in there, and I said, this, is, this isn't necessary for Dr. Croft, but this is more for psychiatrists. Steph, did you know that when psychiatrists go to the bathroom, their pee is actually silent? And... Awkward silence. I like the first one more. Awkward, <laughs> yeah. awkward silence on the call. Steph is daggering me on Still in this conversation. You. Like, are you serious? <laughs> you actually just said that to Doctor Croft, and he laughed. If you hear, he actually laughed Out in the of background. Pity. Out of you think pity. that's why? Oh my gosh! Like he's like this man needs my help. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Like we need to have a talk. That first joke. I am telling my son. It was not gold. Now, now granted, my son's 13, but he will like it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Can I tell you the two that didn't make the cut? No. Having had a few uh, jokes cut myself, (laughs) we'll we'll sympathize (laughs) with each other. Thank you. So here are the two jokes that I didn't tell Dr. Croft. All right. right? Here's the next joke. that was a very frustrated teenager goes to visit the psychiatrist. She says, Doc... I just feel like nobody in this world understands me. The psychiatrist then says, what exactly do you mean by that? <laughs> Set him up, knock him down. Hey, the audience is warmed up. <laughs> so. That's a no step based on your look. That's a hard no. Hard no. I'm doing that one again. 13-year-old. <laughs> the final joke that I had that I did not use was a psychiatrist and his buddy are grabbing a drink. When the bartender rings the bell to notify everyone it's happy hour. Immediately, the psychiatrist gets a panicked look on his face. And his buddy's like, hey, doc, are you okay? And the psychiatrist is like, I forgot to feed my dog. (laughs) 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 Get it? (laughs) Steph, get it? Yes, I totally get it. it. My son won't get that one. Don't get that one. Probably not. Too soon. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get it. They just are going to have the same reaction that I did. Right. Well, I will concede they went in descending order <laughs> of funniness. <laughs> okay, so I, I used the best. Yeah, you, you led with okay. the best. The best material. Mm-hmm. Good. Then, episode 109, James Miller. Yes. It was a psychotherapist. A psychotherapist. So here's a behind-the-scenes nugget. So he interviewed us on his show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his show is called Lifeology. It's a radio show and podcast, but it's a nationally syndicated show. His audience, Adam, is over 3 million people per episode. The weekly show? He has three times a week. Three times a week. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so his average episode, apparently over 3 million people. That's great. So he's got, a, he's got a large audience. So he interviews us. We have a good time. At the end of the conversation, when we're not recording, he just nonchalantly, hey, if you guys are interested, I'd love to be a guest with you guys on Tell Us a Good Story. And 
it was one of those things that kind of caught me off guard. I, I didn't think he was serious. Mm-mm. I guess I thought he was just, just being, being nice. gracious. Being kind of nice. like when people were like, hey, we should get together sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the day. Exactly. So I think our response was, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. great. We should do that. Not thinking anything. anything of it. Well, then two days later, I get an email. Hey, just so you know, I would love to be a guest on Tell Us a Good Story. So he, he wasn't joking. He was legitimately. But I was nervous. I'm like, Kevin, that. what are we going to talk to a psychotherapist about? Right? Oh. Like, I'm like, what do we do with that? Possibilities are endless. Right. <laughs> Especially with Kevin's joke telling. Uh-huh. Like, oh. Hey, James, stop me if you've heard this uh-huh. one already. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Psychotherapist walks into the bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, it works for a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a psychoanalyst. It's uh, yes. got range. It does. <laughs> yes. The uh, possibilities are endless. They're endless. Yes. So we ended up having a conversation with him, and he was great. I honestly loved his bear story. Like, I loved thinking about, you know. <laughs> that remote. Yes. He used to live on a remote island yes. in Canada. In Canada. No electricity. You yeah. Know, people are coming, spending who knows how much to go fishing and live that way. And I just can't imagine growing up and he's like, yeah, it's 30 below zero and oh, it was normal. And no just thanks. that kind of lifestyle. It just, you know, you go out and get the minnows, uh, watch the bears. Right. It just fascinated me because you don't hear people with that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Make sure you uh, run in zigzag lines mm-hmm. uh, when a bear's chasing you. Yep. Like completely different world. I thought that was really interesting. But he has been so kind so to good you and to I. Us. He's been so good to us. Like off the record, off the air in regards to connecting us to people, whether it was radio related or guests that we're going to have with us here very soon. So he's been incredibly gracious. Just, I mean, just been so kind to us. I, mm-hmm. I never, I never would have guessed that. He's a great man. So then tonight, of course, episode 110. Yes. But then we've already recorded a few episodes in the future. Yes. And Steph, we are booked with people who have said yes. We haven't had the conversations yet, but... We are lined up for almost the next three months with guests. You know how happy that makes me. You know know how happy that makes me. For some reason, anxiety. your uh, biggest fear is us doing this and telling our own stories. Pretty much. Which I don't understand. It just makes me nervous. Yeah. We don't have that many stories. That's what you think. But you keep living. You keep laying out track in front of you. You know, you keep embarrassing your kids. Embarrassing trips to the petting zoo. Be fine, misgendering poor innocent working teens at McDonald's. So next week's episode, Adam, is a conversation we had with dun, 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 Kenny Maine. Oh yeah, ESPN Sports Center anchor, yeah, one the only. Yeah, he was there for 27 years, mm-hmm. and uh, he's now doing a bunch of stuff. He's a, an ambassador for Caesar Sportsbook. He's doing commercials. I don't, I don't know what else he's doing. But we were introduced to him by Dave Stevens, Dave Stevens mm-hmm. who was friends with him from his time at ESPN. Yep. And introduces to him. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Love to have a conversation with you guys. So we get on this call and we're like, hey, just be respectful for your time. How much time do you have? He's like, um, looks at his watch. I'll give you 20 minutes. We're like, oh, okay. So okay. that means we're not going to have a conversation. That means we're going to have a interview. A list and you're going to hit the yes. five points and move down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he's used to doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh-huh. used to doing himself. So I'm like, we can't have a fun conversation here. Well, we start asking, what do we start asking about? Sports Center commercials. Yep. And he starts going through behind the scenes stuff on the Sports Center commercials. And then he has a fantastic story about playing flag football. That was great. So we get to the 20 minutes. We're like, Kenny, 
how are you on time? He's like, no, no, keep going. I'm having fun. Keep going. So we get to another 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kenny, how are you on time? Hey, I'm good. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And so step, we asked him what? Three times probably? Yeah, two to three times. And he gave us an hour. Oh, wow. Gave us a full hour of his time and had a great conversation, told us some really good stories. And so that will drop next week. You know, I don't think about it because I'm not in the business, obviously, but there, that would be two separate sort of formats, kind of the, the Larry King, Joe Rogan format where you just have a conversation and just see where it goes versus yeah. more of a, a news segment mm-hmm. where I want to hit A, B, C through F. And right. Then, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think people enjoy it, the guest, because we have a scripted intro and give you another nugget. I have a scripted first question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I have scripted four jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> luckily we don't hit. Yeah. We may not get we to We may them. not get to those. <laughs> right? That's like the last half hour of a Saturday Night Live. It's like, hey, no one's going to hear this part. <laughs> right. So I've got a scripted first question and then we'll see where it goes. Sure. Listen to their answer mm-hmm. and we can take it anywhere. Typically we've got a follow-up question based on that first answer and I think people are surprised that, oh, we're actually listening. We're having a conversation here versus I've got my list of 10 questions that I want to ask you. But the conversation with Kenny Ming <laughs> led your sister to text me and say, you should share the story of that time you tried out for an ESPN show. Did you know this, Adam? I, I remember it because I'm a little bad at dates. Were we in like late high school, early college when this happened? No, I was probably two years removed from college. Oh, well, that, that's a good for me to be that close. I'm, I'm, You're pretty close. I'm putting that in the win category. Yeah. <laughs> because it was a national search, right? Yes. Yeah, it was advertised. I remember yes. that. So there was a show called Dream Job. Mm-hmm. And the premise was they're doing a national search for a ESPN Sports Center anchor. And through this national search, if you become the winner of this television show, you get a one-year contract to become an ESPN Sports Center anchor. For one year. Now, if you do a good job, who knows where it goes from there. But you get a one-year job at ESPN anchoring SportsCenter, and the payment would be $100,000. So this would have been in, actually, 2002. They came to Columbus, and they had it at the old High State Hall of Fame Cafe mm-hmm. okay, near, near campus. Oh. And so, of course, back then, I'm like, oh, that would be a dream job. That and being on like college game day, hands down. That'd be the greatest job ever, and I could totally do that. That would be my dream job. Love to do that. So, of course, I take off work, and I stand in line for two hours or whatever. Was it just crazy busy? It was crazy. I mean, line. Like American Idol? Yes. Really? Yes. I I, I mean, I'd imagine. Very, well, that's probably the extreme, right? Mm. So, of course, it's all dudes in line, and, of course, the line snakes around the parking lot and around the building, and so... I'm standing in line, and I remember at that time I was studying for the CPA exam, so I just had my flashcards going through it while I'm waiting in line, and we were dating, and I remember you being nervous. You were that confident in me. Always. That you're like, looks like my boyfriend's moving to Bristol, Mm -hmm. Connecticut. She wanted to hitch her wagon to a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, I remember you being nervous, like, call me as soon as it's done, Mm -hmm. all that. So, Adam, get in there, and they immediately give you a sports trivia quiz. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can do this. I'm good with sports trivia. But it was hockey. But it was random questions. Mm. And a lot of the questions were before I was even born. Okay. Okay. So I remember the very first question. I'll ask you. See if you know the answer to this All question. All right. Stump the shark. Right. Yes. What racehorse won the Triple Crown in 1977? 
Any idea, Adam? Seattle Slough. Ding, 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 ding. Shut up! Seattle Slough is Shut the correct up! answer. Shut up! Well done. Now who's the sports center anchor? Huh? <laughs> hey, get Kenny Maine back on the blower. We need to talk. And this 100K thing ain't going to cut it for me, let me tell you. Been a lot of inflation since 2001. So, Adam, well done. That was very good. Mm-hmm. Well that was done. Very good. Okay. Set him up, I knock him down. <laughs> My guess, and what I wrote down was Sea Biscuit. <laughs> that's before. That's well before. Yeah. Okay. But back then, I knew Secretariat. Mm-hmm. I knew Sea Biscuit. All of them that made movies. And I knew mm-hmm. Mr. Ed. Yeah, I was going to say, name a fictional horse, uh, Mr. Ed. <laughs> so um. I knew, I knew it was not Secretariat. So I'm like writing down Sea Biscuit. I have no idea. And then later I looked it up. It was Seattle Slough. And you're right. Seabiscuit was like way before. Uh-huh. And he did not win the Triple Crown. Yeah. Seabiscuit. Mm. So they have all these random questions. It was the NBA Finals MVP in 1968, right? And you're George like, George Iceman Gervin. Wait, are you serious though? No, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I don't know. I'm just making up answers. I don't know. So that was the first step of weeding out all these people. So then we get to the second step. And which ends up being the final step for me. We get in the semicircle and it's 10 people in my group. And they say, okay, we are going to have you call a play like you're on ESPN Sports Center. And I'm going to throw out a certain scenario and I'm just going to point to somebody in this semicircle and you got to come with the answer like right off. Like a play by play, man. Yes. I'm like, okay. oh gosh. It's really not what the anchor does. That's but not okay. what they do. Yeah. They write them down. Okay. They practice them ahead of time. Yeah. You're not doing this on the fly. I didn't think so. I'm like, okay. Sure. So each one, I'm like, oh, I know this one. Pick me, pick, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> no, okay, there's this guy. And they go to another scenario. I'm like, oh, I, can, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> no, doesn't pick me. Doesn't point. Pick me. So then they, they go, they're playing ice hockey. This guy gets juked out so bad. He, and they point to me. And I'm like, he lost his jock strap. <laughs> and the guy who's doing this exercise looks at me like, that is the dumbest thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> Pretty much the same, the same look I get when I tell stuff a joke. It's pretty much that same exact response. And so he goes, what do you mean he lost his jock strap? I'm like, you know, he got faked out so bad, he lost his jock. And he's like, okay, sure, we'll go with that one. And then, needless to say, he never came back to me yeah. the rest of that game. Never pointed at me again. You'd have been better off doing a bad Harry Carey when he pointed at you. Hey! <laughs> So, so they get to the end, and this dude's like, okay, if I say your name, uh, you're going to advance to the next round. Oh. Everyone else, thank you for your time. Appreciate you showing up. Uh, we're going to go with Michael Trinidad. Hey, thank you all for coming. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> like, he just picks one person. Out of how many? Ten in this uh, group yeah. to move on. Like, oh, so we're all like head down, walking out. And of course, I call stuff like, hey, don't. Back don't, to the non-dream job. Hey, do, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pack up yet. Don't worry about getting me moving boxes just yet, mm-hmm. Steph. I'm like, what happened? And then he told me, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Hockey? I get you don't it. know hockey? No. I don't know horse racing either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cricket. No idea. Right. No idea. So that was my one chance to make it to Bristol, Connecticut. Didn't, didn't happen. Didn't work out. No. But, I mean, look at us today. Look at stuff. the life right. you have look at us now. now. Oh, right? Look at us now, Now Steph. no one can fire you, right? <laughs> I mean, 
if they could <laughs> can't you censor know, this. She would, but <laughs> If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So here's the funny thing, Adam. The first time we asked you to be part of this podcast, Steph made the comment. He's never going to do it. There's no way. There's no way. For some way. reason, Steph thought there's no way you'd ever do this. Nope. I would have bet my bank account. There's mm. no way you were coming. Yes. Mm. And I don't think you know this, but we've introduced you to a lot of our friends over the last 15 years or so. After the games, you are typically probably the first one to leave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The house, right? You just get out He's of Dodge. Done. I'm He's done. done. I've had enough of everybody. Yep. I'm out of here. I have a big bowl of fiber and hit the hay. Yep. That's me. Sometimes he says goodbye. Sometimes he just walks out. Yeah. Never know never what we're going to get. You never know. But we used to play a game with our friends when you left. Okay. And I don't know if I've told you this, mm, but don't why don't so. I just tell you this publicly yeah. on this radio show and mm-hmm. podcast? We would play a game of... What do you think my buddy Adam does for a living? Okay. Adam. <laughs> Drifter. Not, not one time was anybody even close, Adam, to guessing what you did for a living. It was. You can't all guess unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, what was it? It was fortune cookie writer. <laughs> that was yours. That was yours. Oh, that's a union thing. It you was. can't get into that. No, most of them actually were comedy writer. Is what mm-hmm. they guessed. And then, of course, we would brag on you. I'm like, listen. He's a big is, deal. This is what our buddy does. Oh, he is an attorney. He is a partner at a law firm downtown Columbus. And that would blow people's mind. Because everyone would be like, that dude who was wearing a Lane Bryan shirt? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he slept in it, folks. I'm almost sure. <laughs> That's the guy you're talking about. <laughs> so it was very funny. Well, Adam. Thank you for taking part in episode 110 with us. You always have an open invitation. So thank you for doing this with us, buddy. Thank you. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.